0: Welcome back to EcoTalk, and if you're a member of the Natural Resources Defense Council, one of our environmental partners, you get a publication called On Earth, and If you're thinking about joining, you should just for that reason. It is a jam-packed publication with great stories and easy to read. There's some longer articles, like in this case, this cover story on endocrine disruptors we're going to talk about in a minute. But there's just all kinds of information that you can uh, follow up on, and there's some fun things in there as well. Uh, So we want to welcome Gay Daly. She wrote the cover article on endocrine disruptors uh, in this edition of NRDC. And by the way, if you don't get it, uh, you can find it online. Go to NRDC.org and then click on Earth, and you'll read all about something that We'll give you the chills, I guarantee. Gay Daily, thanks for joining us.
1: You're welcome. I'm glad to be here.
0: It, it seems like a few years ago we heard some things about endocrine disruptors, and then they kind of went away, uh, so to speak. Of course, they're not away at all.
1: What are they? I think that the best way to, to uh, talk about this is to start from just talk for a minute about what the endocrine system is, because I think most people don't really know. Um, and nice. that is those are the the organs and glands in the body that secrete hormones, and collectively all those hormones, which are chemical messengers that you know tell your body how to do things. They tell it how to reproduce. They tell your brain how to grow, and then when you're an adult, they tell you how, they help you to think. They help your heart to pump and your lungs to breathe and help you to digest. They basically direct all the operations of the body. So anything that, you know, interferes with their natural functioning is, you know, a threat to our health and comfort and intelligence. And what scientists have found is that since World War II, the uh, invention in the lab of synthetic chemicals, compounds that don't exist in nature, has accelerated, and there are now more than 100,000 of them. 2,000 more chemicals come to market each year. What researchers know is that some of these chemicals definitely disrupt the endocrine system and interfere with the proper functioning of hormone, either by mimicking a hormone and thereby making your body think you have a lot more of it, or blocking it and stopping it from working at all. And that's a really rough shorthand. There are actually many other ways that endocrine disruption occurs which molecular biologists are starting to understand but for the purpose of our discussion that gives you you know a basic idea of, of how they work.
0: And where do we come into contact with some of these synthetic hormones or chemicals?
1: Unfortunately they are everywhere because they're not only in used by industry but they're used in our homes. Plastics are a very common source as are synthetic pesticides so that you will encounter them in your food that you eat and sprayed with synthetic pesticides. You breathe them in the air, they're in the water supply, they're in landfills and therefore they leach into water, the water supply, they're in cosmetics and household detergents and cleansers so they come into your body through your skin. When you touch them, those are the main you know, routes of transmission.
0: I can see people everywhere turning off the radio saying, this is too depressing, I can't handle it, right. it's all over, why am I yeah. bothering buying organic food, driving my hybrid car, working for an environmental organization, doing this show, <laughs> we're doomed. Are we?
1: No, no. Actually, buying those organic foods is probably the single most important thing you do for yourself, possibly, because um, it's really important and it really does make a difference. I know since I started reporting this story, I had, I had kind of trailed off on buying organic things because they're just expensive and, you know, couldn't afford them. And then, once I finished reporting the story, I thought, you know, for my health and, more important, for my daughter's health, uh, this is really important that I make the effort to spend this money. And there are lots of other things you can do. For instance, I got rid of all my nonstick cookware. I buy more unbleached paper products. Because the chlorine used to bleach paper, an endocrine disruptor,
0: dioxin—you mean the, one of the byproducts yeah, of that exactly. process—and right. those PBDEs, we found out, were in our everything from our computer casings to our couches. At least right. they're being phased out, correct?
1: There is some phasing out. They're not disappearing altogether. And and there was a piece in the Los Angeles Times on January 9th about how PBDEs have reached the Arctic and are pretty sure that they're affecting polar bears' ability to reproduce. So this is not just something for people to be concerned about. It also affects wildlife.
0: PBDE is a flame retardant. So, yes. you know, a good intention, but probably like so many other right. chemicals, we're finding out that the uh, result is probably worse than what they were trying to prevent in the first place.
1: Well, and you know, it's very important to make sure that the horrible fires don't occur, and ultimately... You have to make, you know, what you want to do is look for a safer flame retard as soon as you can. But you have to remember that, you're right, that, you know, very good intentions were involved in the invention of those, you know, those compounds. And,
0: and are there healthier substitutes that are already, you know, out there or do they need to be invented? Certainly, there's. I would a- say the,
1: the answer is in some cases people have already found natural substitutes, sometimes just going back to what we used to use. And in other cases, you know, like, like, for instance, I tossed out the plastic sponge in my kitchen and I, I, I'm using a loofah. It's much cheaper. I bought a big one. I cut it up into pieces. There's simple things like that you can do. And there, you know, industry will find substitutions. Um, like, for instance, in cosmetics, you can buy something made from botanical ingredients instead of synthetic chemicals. And, you know, that might be a lot healthier for you.
0: Okay. And our last minute, uh, what can our listeners as consumers do to either let companies know that um, are using some of these uh, compounds that they don't want them to be used, and also just to read more about the issue.
1: There's a book called Our Stolen Future, which I would go out and buy. There's also a website called www.ourstolenfuture.org. I would go and study that. And um, if you want to find out really which products you should or should not buy, I would email TEDx at tds.net. I'm going to spell that. T as in Tom, E, D as in dog, S as in Sam, at... D as in Tom, D as in dog, X.net. And and ask for a self-help list, and they will send you a a terrific resource.
0: Thank you, Gay Daily with uh, On Earth for NRDC. A very uh, important story. Again, if you'd like to read it online, go to NRDC.org, click On Earth, and read all about endocrine disruptors. And we just want to close out the show by thanking two of our wonderful listeners who sent in checks to help get EcoTalk off the endangered list, Wayne of Streamwood, Illinois, and Juliette of Ithaca, New York. You're helping us in your participation to keep this show alive. Go out and have a great green week.